Hello, and welcome to the Platform Podcast, hosted by Mark Replace Risk Advisory Board Chair, L. Tucker, a former journalist who writes, speaks, and consults on all things startups. The Platform Podcast features conversations with founders, operators, and experts tackling a myriad of topics facing the marketplace and sharing economy startup ecosystem. Please note this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not professional advice. For specific issues, please seek an appropriate professional or contact us at info at marketplacerisk.com for more information. And now, without further ado, I will hand things over to Elle. Hello, and welcome back to the Platform Podcast. Today, I'm really pleased to be joined by Stephen Fusco, who is Director of Legal Affairs and Data Security at Hop Skip Drive, and he's also one of the newest members of the Marketplace Risk Advisory Board. Welcome to the podcast, Stephen. Oh, thank you for having me. It's a joy to be here today. It's great to chat to you. And Hop Skip Drive, a really interesting concept. I don't think we've got anything similar in the UK, so I'd be really pleased to hear about it and and how it works. Um, it's not a, a typical ride share platform, and it's not quite car sharing either, is it? No, it's not. And we hope to actually be in other countries in the future, but. It's a transportation network company, but uh, we per, uh, arrange transportation um, for children. So we partner with school districts and counties to provide safe, reliable, alternative school transportation solutions and uh, get children to and from school in vehicles. Um, we also help uh, a lot of agencies, state agencies and school districts really look at their transportation and see where we can help uh provide efficiencies to increase their um, ridership because a lot of people don't realize that, um, you know, school buses, while they are a a reliable form of transportation, there are other ways that we can get kids to and from school. And so we help school districts figure out how that is and can be done. And so uh, it's been a really interesting journey for me to sort of bridge my gap as a lawyer and move into the educational space and, and figure out, how to help uh, get kids to school, which is not only re- an issue of just transportation, but really an issue of equity for kids. Mm-hmm. And is this because in the US, a lot of the distances are a lot bigger for people to um, go to school? I mean, I, I, I live in the center of Edinburgh, and so it's quite easy for my kids to walk to school. But I, I know that's not the same everywhere across the UK, but we just don't have the distances that you do is that one of the issues or is it more to do with the existing transport networks i think it's a combination of of both actually so if you think about it when when schools used to be sort of they were centrally located and everybody sort of went to this central location to to go to school and the routes were planned around where this school was centrally located now you have sort of two things that have happened one you have cities that have grown larger and larger and larger and so people have moved out and so the 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 routes and the ways that people get to school locations have grown exponentially you also have um geographically where schools are located um colorado for example most people don't realize that three-fourths of the state of colorado are rural so where schools are located um it's more difficult. You have to travel more geographic miles. And so you have big buses traveling these geographic areas uh, to get children to and from school. And so um, a lot of times the bus itself, while in some areas 
it's it's very effective to get kids to and from school and in other places um finding alternative ways to get kids to and from schools including vehicles is a is is a effective way to get children mm-hmm. to and from school so tell me about hop skip drive from a product perspective what does it actually look like what what's the tech so it's really interesting and and what i've loved about being at hop skip drive since i've I've got there is that the technology, you know, continues to evolve. So when I, when I joined hop, skip drive now coming up two years ago, you know, it was what you would think of as, is the traditional app, right? Um, we have both a, a consumer product and we had an enterprise product and, um, you would, from a consumer perspective, a, a parent could, um, book a ride for their child who might need to, to get to uh, after school practice somewhere. And, and the app actually was started by, by three moms who were looking for ways to get their uh, kids to and from soccer practice after school and various activities. And you could book a ride and uh, a care driver would come and pick up the child and, and get them to a particular location. And then we had what we uh, now call is Ride IQ. And school districts can book rides and they can actually follow a um, particular uh, ride in live time. And you can see where the particular ride is along an entire route, and you can communicate with the care driver along the entire route and see what's happening in real time. You can see where the individual is on the ride, and if a, if a care driver is running five minutes late, you can communicate with them. You can see when the rider has been picked up, when the rider has been dropped off. But what's amazing to me is we're now evolving into what I like to say is the next um, generation where we're now working with school districts to look at their routing systems um, and learn where we can optimize routes for them. So we're looking at their bus routes and we can say, how are you currently picking up students and how can we help you optimize your routes so that you can um, save dollars, how you can pick up more students, how you can work with uh, students with disabilities and get them to school um, quicker. Because, um, you know, I uh, was a teacher of students with special needs for a period of time. And what people don't often realize is that the longer that students with special needs spend in vehicles or spend in transportation and they're not in the classroom, that not only leads to, poor outcomes in the classroom. It can also lead to dysregulation. And so how can we work with those students to get them into the classroom to improve their gains? And so we now have a solution that we're working on to help school districts to optimize um, ride solutions for, for the students. So, you know, what I never thought, you know, when I went to law school, if someone had said to me, you're going to work for an education technology um, marketplace uh, platform company, and you're going to be helping them get um, students to and from school, I would have been like, you're crazy. I'm going to be working. <laughs> that is not what I'm going to be doing. Um, I, believe it or not, when I thought I was going to go to law school, I, I thought I was going to be an international lawyer. Um, <clears throat> and um, sure enough, that's where I am now. And I it's why I stay at Hop, Skip, Drive, because I just think it's endless, you know, where we as a company are going to go. 
I think even in the marketplace, rideshare, sort of this this whole space, um, it's sort of the new new frontier, and I and I think it's why mm-hmm. I enjoy being yeah. in this space so much. It's amazing, and and I, honestly, I don't think I mean when you think about it, if we all had our jobs that we thought we were going to do when we were at college, what a crazy world it would be. I don't know. I think I would be a chef or something. I'm not sure. Anyway, I would be doing this. Um, but, <laughs> but um, now, um, and I'm quite glad about that, that I'm not a chef, by the way, it would have been, uh, uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, back to, um, I just want to ask you something that you'd mentioned there about working with these, um, what we call local authorities. I can't remember what the word you use for it. Uh, sort of um, the the school districts, how um, amenable do you find them when it comes to um, actually partnering? And with Hop, Skip, Drive, is it something that is sort of supported at a government level? Is the work you've done, you know, how how, um, kind of collaborative is it working with something that is presumably publicly funded when you're a private company? Oh, I have found um, working with school districts and, you know, we, we not only work with school districts, we work with state agencies, uh, you know, we, we work with a number of different governmental entities. We, we do work primarily with school districts. They have been um, overwhelmingly supportive. And what I can tell you is that every school district that we have worked with and, and continue to work with, hands down, Every school district wants nothing but the best interest of, uh, of kids. And right now in the United States in particular, we have a substantial, and, and no one would have saw this, and if you had asked me this uh, pre-COVID, um, we have a bus driver shortage. You just can't find bus drivers. There are, there are school districts across the country in the United States, and, and you know I don't know if this is the same in the UK or in other parts of the world, but... We, we just don't have enough bus drivers to get kids to and from school. And so kids are missing school. They're just simply unable to get to school. Parents have to get their kids to school. And so we find that school districts need hop, skip, drive. And so you would think some people would say, well, it's out of necessity that school districts want to work with, with hop, skip, drive and partner with us. But it really isn't just out of necessity. What we're finding is that the product itself and, and what we do and who we are sort of, it, it's what separates us and what makes us an outstanding partner with the school districts, because it's not just that we provide transportation, that we provide care drivers, but it really is the technology that you can know in real time where the, where the rider is, where they mm-hmm. are along the route, that, you have care drivers that have five years of caregiving experience um, that our vetting process involves background checks, um, that it involves um, child abuse and neglect scans, that it involves, you know, all these background checks and all of these additional steps that the care drivers themselves um, are just these outstanding people. And I have to tell you, I have had the opportunity to, to do some work at the state level and, and testify at some hearings in my work. And having had the opportunity to meet some of the, the children who are riders in hop, skip, drive cars and just hear the positive experiences. And, and you know, I, I am 
an employee of the company and, 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 and I am sort of, you know, self-promoting, but I'll, I'll tell you, um, it, it does, it does make me want to be at hop, skip drive. Um, I had the opportunity, um, in relationship to, um, a fellow graduate student who is getting his PhD at the university of Denver. Um, he was an Afghani refugee and, um, Hopskip Drive provided transportation to his children to get to and from school. And the kids, um, one of the care drivers provided a- an iPad to the student because the kids just didn't want to leave their parents. And the little kids would just fell in love with the care driver. Oh. And it's just like stories like that where it's just not about someone getting a child to and from school, but it really is about the experience. And that's the things that make the school districts want to work with us. Mm -hmm. It's not out of need. It's not out of necessity. It's really because they understand that it really is making a difference for the children. And it's life-changing stuff. I mean, you know, that's the kind of, that's what the child will remember from that experience. Oh, absolutely. Um, because yeah, it's 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 what they they take away from it. You know, um, these positive things, and and the rest of it just you know the difficult parts just fade away, and it's so important. That's incredible. I love that story. Um, so just talking about the the sort of the care, the care drivers, obviously, um, and there the the vetting and etc. But talk to me about the sort of data security of, of the platform and your involvement with that and the, the privacy policies, this part of it, because what does that mean for you on a, on a daily basis in, in your work? How do you, um, you know, what, what do you do around that piece? Yeah, that's a really, that's a really good question. You know, to, to start with, I think I would, would take a step back and say, you know, coming from the UK and a European perspective, you know, in the United States, data security, obviously, and privacy, you know, we're, we have a very different perspective. It's a very patchwork. But for us in the United States, you know, people don't realize we have kids data and we have a, a privacy policy, which is called FERPA, which is the, I'm not going to get it a, a thousand percent right, which is the federal education parent. I'm not going to get it, the wording right, but it's FERPA. Um, and what it provides is that we are required under federal law to protect all student data. Uh, and so what that means is that we have to guarantee that um, provide all of our staff have to have training around what it means to protect student data. And we have to ensure that when we take in all that data, we protect it. Um, it also means that for um, our care drivers that, you know, all of that data that we gather for them as far as background checks and um, their insurance information and all of that, that we have to protect that information. Um, I think for any company in the United States in today's environment, they have to make sure that they uh, protect it. But for us at Hop, Skip, Drive, that means that we have to make sure that security and privacy is, is a top consideration um, and that we're always thinking about it and it's, it's top of our mind. And um, that's a daily practice, right? Mm. Um, we're obviously a California-based um, company, and so that means that we have CCPA and CPRA, which is sort of, I would think, the currently the gold standard in the United States. And um, 
companies that are in the United States and are doing work, it's sort of looked at as um, the first major and substantive data privacy um, law that came into existence. A lot of states are um, looking at that and um, we have some federal legislation that's coming down. And so I think the United States, we're at a moment when we're gonna see some substantial changes in data privacy and data security. And so that's that must be top of mind for any company that handles sensitive data, mm. um, you know, moving forward. It must make your job quite, you know, interesting, certainly, and varied. I mean, how many states has Hop, Skip, Drive currently in? Um, I believe, uh, I'd have to go back and look. I think we're in 13 states now. I'd have to go back and look at our map with uh, to look for sure. Uh, I think we're in 13 states now. Um and so it does make my job interesting. And the challenging thing in the United States, you know, like I said, is that we don't have a universal data privacy like the GDPR or like other states have. Um, and so you have to make sure you're compliant in every state, which maybe has some different um, provisions and some intricacies that are slightly different. The good news is that data privacy laws across the United States roughly have the same principles in place. And so what you hope to do with your data security and privacy policies is ensure that they um, they have the same overarching principles and that you um, craft them in such a way that you um, get everything that applies across those various patchwork principles um, so that you have a, a, a policy and, and principles that will cover everything you need for those various states and and it equally those federal privacy policies. Mm -hmm. And presumably on top of all that, you've got the fact that in each state, presumably um, making assumptions, but that the, the, the world of local government and education is slightly different as well. And they might have different practices within, you know, the actual, the education system, aside from the actual rules around data, et cetera. Uh Oh, for sure. I mean, um, you know, in addition to just even the the legal requirements, you know, every contract we have, um, you know, as the director of legal affairs, I, I review all of our contracts. Our contracts have different legal requirements that, that we have to comply with. And so, um, you know, what I, I what I love um, and, and some people would 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 chuckle at this. What what I love about my job is that um, there's not a day that goes by that, that I don't get to review interesting and different and you know complicated but fun issues it, it's never a boring day it's never the same day <laughs> um and so that what i get to do is is always different and, and i would say in the in the marketplace and shared economy space what's fascinating to me is it's changing so fast and it's such a new area in a lot of ways that we're, we're sort of at the edge of it, a lot of new things. And so what we get to do is build on a lot of existing laws, a lot of existing things that have been done and really get to craft a lot of new ideas. So, you know, a good example might be, um, you know, how do I take a contract that has been done in a different space and how do I craft it for this new idea that I want to do um, in my new space, in this new space, um, you know, youth um, school transportation solutions, while very similar to some of the um, marketplace solutions that we have is different. 
And so what are some of the unique things that I have to think about in my contracts that maybe some of the other um, marketplace solutions haven't had to think about before? And so that's, that's properly sort of trailblazing. Why yeah. 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 And, yeah. and I love that. And do you find, and I'm putting words into your mouth here, but this is one of the things I love so much about this space as well, that as you say, it's constantly changing and it's new and it's innovative that you can quite often tell someone about something that you know about or what you do as your day to day, um, someone who's not in this world and they can be like, wow, I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know there was such a thing. This is brilliant. What a great idea. And you just kind of, you feel quite proud for the whole, for the whole space, for the whole world of, of um, sharing economy and marketplaces, because you think, wow, here's someone that's just thinks it's a brilliant idea. Do you get that when you're telling people about hop, skip, drive? Oh my gosh, every day. And, and what's so cool is, you know, when I started two years ago, Hopskip's Drive's name recognition was, was well known, but but still evolving. And even two years later, our name recognition has grown substantially. And it's just wild that I will be at a party and mention the name and people will immediately recognize it so much more now than they did two years ago. And that's wild to me that in mm -hmm. two years time, the way we are recognize so much more for the work we do. And then when I begin to even talk about, you know, some people may not still know what we do. And then when I begin to talk about it immediately, I can't tell you a single parent that when I tell them what we do as a product have not said, I wish I had had hop, skip, drive when I had a child or, you know, do you operate in wherever they live? You know, they, it, it's immediately known as a product that's needed. And so that to me means that we're on to something. Oh, totally. It's real tech for good, isn't it? And just to, you know, to fit in with what you've said, I wish that I'd had a hop, skip, drive when my children were younger and I wish you were in Edinburgh. So, you know, <laughs> that's um, exactly how I feel. And we didn't get a huge amount of time, Stephen, to just to talk about, about you personally. I, I know that you've had a really interesting CV, which you, you did touch on. Um, I've just used CV, I should say resume, shouldn't I? Um, <laughs> before Hop, Skip, Drive, you have done some really interesting stuff. I believe you worked as general counsel for Denver Public Schools. Um, so the education thing has always been there in the background, hasn't it, for you? It has. So, um, you know, I, I, I sort of had the traditional background um, up to a period of time where I... Uh, I worked in some law firms and I was uh, general counsel for a period of time. And then I um, decided to take a break and I, I spent some time working uh, as a special education teacher uh, in a psychiatric hospital for kids with uh, severe emotional and behavioral issues. And then I decided to sort of bridge the gap between my education and my legal career. And I, I went and worked at Denver Public Schools as their deputy general counsel. And, you know, that's when this sort of melding of my education and my legal career really, really came together. And it sort of took on this trajectory that, that I, I never, never imagined. It's, it's, you know, we talked about kind of early on when you never really think like, oh, this is where my career is mm -hmm. going to go. But, you know, I ended up getting a PhD in education policy and I teach at the university and it's just sort of been this like perfect amalgamation in my 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 life where 
education and 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 law sort of have come together in a in a magical way where you know I'm sitting on a podcast talking about it and 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 working in this space talking about it and um I, I really I I truly do believe in addition to the technology I, I really do believe that um education is the key for equity for all kids um I I do believe it is the great equalizer and believe that it is what ensures that um, everybody is, is, has a chance and a fighting chance. And it's, it's why I work at Hop, Skip, Drive. And it's, it's why I do what I do. I, I don't think I can, um, you know, say anything more after that, Stephen. It's just um, so inspiring. And it's been such a wonderful opportunity to speak to you today on the podcast and hear all about this. I'm, um, you know, I'm in awe of some of the, the stuff that you've done. And I think Hop, Skip, Drive is just a brilliant idea. So we are so happy to have you as part of the Marketplace Risk community. And if anyone wants to reach out to you, I know you are active on LinkedIn. We are now connected. So if anyone wants to get in touch with me or you or via Marketplace Risk to chat further about Hop, Skip, Drive, then please do so. So thank you again for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you for the opportunity. It's it's been my pleasure, and I'm uh, available anyway. And anybody who reaches out to me, I'm I'm happy to connect with them and and talk about education or or, or just anything in general. It's it's been a true pleasure to to connect with you today, and uh, I look forward to being a, a member of the of the board and 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 working with everybody. It's a really remarkable group of people. Thanks, Stephen. Thank you for tuning into the Platform Podcast. Be sure to check us out at MarketplaceRisk.com for information and resources to help startups launch, grow, and succeed. And follow us on social media at Marketplace Risk to stay up to date on all of our conferences, summits, virtual events, and more.